Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International.
Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, tell them that I came to let them know. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the choir again. Orchestra, thank you so much. I know somebody this morning is going to preach. He's going to give us the totality of God's word. Stand to your feet. Let's welcome my pastor and your pastor, Bishop Eddie Freeman. Every praise is to our every word of worship. together for Jesus. It's a blessing to be in church one more time. Hallelujah. Fast of the seventh month is taken up tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. Seven days fast. And um, we're going to be praying for establishment of souls and also for church growth. Is it a good idea? Okay, I thought you were going to put your hands together. Hallelujah. So, next week or this week, we want to invest at least 30 hours of prayer into this establishment of souls and church growth. And listen, as you're praying for souls to be established, God is also going to establish you. Your business will be established, your marriage will be established. Everything about you will be established. And as the church is growing, you are also going to grow on every side. In Jesus' name. So make sure that you join. We'll be here every day from 5 p.m. We'll be praying. We'll seek the face of the Lord. Pray three hours. And then we'll be going home. Amen. So make sure that you join. All right, let's take our memory verse for today. And then we'll be hearing the word. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. This one is in a coco, isn't it? I'm sure we can do it one touch. Let's take it together. Ready, go. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Okay. Are you okay or we should take it one more time? One more time. Okay, let's do it again. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Okay. I'm, I'm sure we can take it. We can. Okay. Hey, where is this? All right. Let's take it together. Ready? Go. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Amen. All right. Father, we are so grateful for this beautiful Sunday morning. We ask for your spirit to be with us. Thank you, O God, for choosing us and causing us to come into your presence. For your word says that blessed is that man whom you choose and cause to approach you. We are so blessed this morning to be here. I pray, Lord, let no one leave here the same. Father, may we be encouraged. May we be strengthened. And above all, may the lost find hope once again in you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please be seated and turn with me to Psalms chapter 90. Psalm 90. And I'm reading from verse 9. Psalm 90 from verse 9. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off. And we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Amen. Today I'm preaching on number your days. Number your days. Tell somebody, number your days. Tell another person, number your days. And tell a third person, number your days. This is one of the writings of Moses. They call it the Psalm of Moses. And um, he wrote this Psalm. You can see it's full of wisdom. He talks about how God has blessed us with life. And even with these days that we have, the Bible says that it is full of labor and sorrow. And to that, we fly away. It's a time that if we don't understand what God has given to us, before we realize it's all over. And you haven't done anything. You haven't done what you're expected to do. Now, when you read the scriptures, you will find out God describes life in many ways. And based on all these descriptions, we're supposed to have wisdom. We're supposed to be wise and take certain decisions, take certain steps, do things before it's too late. Now, the Bible says when you read in James chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible describes life. One of the ways that the Bible describes life, it says that go to now. So of you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city. We will continue there a year 
we will buy, we will sell, we will make profit, get gain, this, that. You know, you are projecting. You are having smart goals. You know, all these things, you are just doing, talking. But the Bible says that there's something, which is in verse 14, which says that you don't know what will happen to you tomorrow. Then he's asking the question, what is your life? He said, your life is like a vapor. It appears today, tomorrow is gone. Today, when you go back home, put on your kettle and let it begin to boil and see the vapor. See how long you can keep it in your hand. It appears for a moment and then it's gone. That's life. It's not there forever at all. When you read 2 Samuel chapter 14 and verse 14. 2 Samuel 14 verse 14. The Bible says that for we must needs die. And we are as water spilled on the ground. That is who we are. Water that is spilled on the ground which cannot be gathered again. You just need to pour some water on the ground and ask yourself whether you can collect it again. That's it. That's our life. It cannot be collected again. That is why if you are living, you need to live in a way knowing that this thing cannot be collected again. That's it. Whatever you're doing, it's that. It's like water that is spilled on the ground. The way we can collect it, that's how you can collect your life again. That's why you cannot live your life anyhow. You cannot. All these things are supposed to make us wise. Make us wise. The Bible goes on to say in Job 9, 25, it says that, Now my days are swifter than a post. <laughs> they flee away they see no good. That's the description of your life. They are like a post. Swifter than a post. You will find out that in those days when they were posting letters, they had horses that they would ride. They send the letter. Later on, it got even better. Trains, then later airplanes. So the post was even swifter. Now the Bible says that your life is swifter than that. And now it's even gotten worse. Email, WhatsApp, whatever, you send it and then that's it. Or sometimes you are on a platform, you post something. You have posted it. That's it, it's gone. And sometimes you post things and you even regret that you posted it. How many of you posted something? Actually, I posted this thing. They said, wrong platform. But it's too late, it's gone. It's been read by everybody. One lady was sending a message to her husband. And she mistakenly sent it to some platform somewhere. Hey! And that message was not easy because she was facing her husband. And everybody was reading it. And there was silence on the platform. You cannot delete. See, but recently I saw that they had introduced something. When you, 
when you send a post, you are not sure, you made a mistake, you can do something to recall it. I don't know. I haven't tried it before, but it's there. You know. So, man is trying to do things so that we can recall and retrieve when we make a mistake. Even now, they are selling a pill called morning after. Yeah, when people have sex and they see that, yeah, I made a mistake. The morning after, they can take the pill so that they doesn't get pregnant. Yeah. So people are doing things so that they, they just kind of erase their mistakes and all that. But you see, you haven't been there before that there's a pregnancy, you are taking the morning after, two weeks after, everything, but still, the pregnancy is not going. Then you see that, yeah, wish you, you have met something. <clears throat> yes. There are people who have taken, they say, and the baby was not aborted. Thing was not going, so, huh? morning after. Hey! Your life is swifter than a post. It will be there. It will just vanish. Just like that. Then Moses is drawing our minds once again to another thing. That your life is like a tale. Like a story that is being told. That's it. You, you just a story. Something that's just happening and then it's over. And he said that that's how our life is. Full of sorrow, toil, all these things, we go through it. So his prayer was that, Lord, teach us to number our days. Because that's the thing that we are not thinking about. Teach us to number our days. That we may apply our heart to wisdom. So today I'm going to share with you seven reasons why you need to number your days. Reason number one why you need to number your days is because God has given man a fixed number of days to be on this earth. A fixed number of days. Sometimes we think we have so many days or it's endless. There was a time when God created man. God had a mind that man will live forever and ever. That's what we call eternal life. But one day man, all the nice fellowship man was enjoying with God, it was over because of sin. And the Bible says that the number of years and the number of days started reducing. So time back, you couldn't number it because forever and ever. But now we could number because the days were shortened. So you find that people were living 800 years, 900 years. I mean, you would think that it would never end, but at a point you die. Even Methuselah, 969 years, he died. Many people believe that when God said, in the day that you eat the tree, you will die. So, when the Bible says that one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. So what it means is that nobody could live 1,000 years. 
Because in the day that you eat it, you will die. And that's how come even the oldest man could not live 1,000 years. Because that was it. That would have been a day. But in the day that you eat it. So you would think that. And in that day, you were not dying. So you thought that was it. <laughs> but you were going to die. Sometimes we do wrong things. They, they talk to you about it. Say, this thing is wrong. It's not a good thing. So you did it and nothing happened. So look at me. Nothing happened to me. But the journey started. Your day has started. And it's about to finish. Very soon. And then sin continued. Genesis chapter 6. It's one. The Bible says that. Then it came to pass. That when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. Bible says that the daughters were born unto them. Hmm. And verse 2. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. My God. Angels were even falling. It's not a simple thing. Tell the nearest brother, Charlie, if it's not easy for you, it's, not, it's okay. Because even the angels, tell, tell the brother, be encouraged. Even the angels saw the sisters and they handle it. So let's be encouraged. Yeah. But the angels came down from heaven. They said, no, we cannot be flying here, flying here, flying here. And nice things are going on down there. We cannot be there. We too, we are going for some. So angels came down to earth and came to marry the sisters. Hey! I tell you. So now it was getting out of hand. So God said, listen, my spirit will not strive with man forever. I think that there must be a limit to all these things. That every day I'm striving, striving. So the Bible says that he said that. So now man is going to live for 120 years. 120 years. That was it. But still, the sin was so much that God said, listen, I need to wipe everybody from the face of the earth. And God killed everyone. It was left with Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. And then animals. Mercy. All the human beings died. Everybody died. God killed everybody. He said, I want to start all over again. But you see, unfortunately, the, the problem is the seed of sin which is a man that had to be dealt with. And so even when Noah came out, sin continued. It continued. So at a point, Moses had to come up with this. And that's what the Lord is saying. That now man is going to live three score and ten years. Three score, a score is 20. So three score is 60. And then 10. Um, is that it? And 10. So that makes it 70. Then he said, and if by reason of strength, there will be four score, which means 80. So God has, when you live up to 80, it means God has blessed you. Yeah. But beloved, you and I know that sin is still increasing. And now the thing is going down and down and down. And that's why Moses said, teach us to number our days. Because you may think that you have forever. But look at it. 70. I don't know how old you are. But if we should add 50 years, everybody add 50 to your years. 
I don't know how many of us will be here in the next 50 years. Yeah. Teach us to number our days. But God even gave something in Psalm 91 verse 14. The Bible says that because he has set his love upon me, he said, therefore, I will deliver him. Then verse 16, he said, with long life, I will satisfy him. So, there is a way you can still have long life. And that is when you set your love upon him. Oh, may we set our love upon him. But even the Bible says, Proverbs 10, 27, that the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. So once the fear of God comes upon you, you begin to prolong your days. You begin to enjoy good days. May there be people who fear the Lord and who are giving themselves to God. Number two, we are to number our days because mankind often numbers the wrong things. <laughs> the Bible says that number your days. We number the rings that we have, the earrings, the necklaces, the watches, the shoes. You should see people and their shoes that they have. We number. We, when we begin to number, we number the wrong things. You don't even think about the days that you must number. Just the things you have. People number their houses. I have one house here. I have another house here. I have another house here. People number. Sometimes in our workplaces, if you, have, you are at a place where they sell, and all that sometimes they say we are doing stock taking so we are numbering how many items we have here how many items we have here we are numbering the wrong things these are the things we number all the time people number their clothes you should see present diners clothes as they number them eh? look at her clothes I tell you, if people think you have clothes, you should see. Her wardrobe was two, about two blocks full of clothes. And they had displayed them. Very expensive, as you see them there. Eh? Look at this dress without a shoulder. 115,000 pounds. No shoulder. Now, if there was a shoulder, I don't know how much it would be. One hundred and fifteen. Look at this dress. One hundred and thirty thousand pounds. Hey, now if you had one thousand pounds, what will you do? Dress bar. Look at this one. Showing the breast and all that. One hundred and sixty thousand. Let's show your breast. These are the things we are numbering. Look at this one too. 510,000 pounds. This one, the shoulders are dropping. 510. 
Not CDs, oh. Ah. Are you thinking CDs? Look at what they have written there. Pounds. That's it. It's a dress that they are selling there. Very expensive. She numbers. They have they num- people number clothes. <laughs> people have cars. I was checking people's number of cars. The best ten in the world. You'll be amazed. Hey, look at somebody. Do you know why Cliff or Clef or whatever? Gene, Nick Mason, both of them have more than 40 cars. Mm, in their special garage. I wonder how many of them they use. Ralph Lauren, do you know him? He's a designer. This polo shirt, polo. When you buy it, then you go and buy a car. Sixty. More than JK. Do you know JK? You people, you know these people. 68 cars. Dimitri, what? Lomakov. 120 antique cars. They are numbering the car. Gerard Lopez. Unspecified number. Mukesh. Dirubai. 168 cars. Hey. Ken what? Lincoln Felter. Over 150 cars. Jay Leno. 200 cars. He's a comedian. Comedian. Wait, you might have 200 cars. Yeah. Sheikh Hamad bin Hadam is unspecified. <laughs> At the Sultan of Brunei, 7,000 cars. Show them the cars of this Sultan. So look at the cars that is parked there. Look at it. All for him. 7,000. Hey, baby. Man is numbering the wrong things. Now, when you begin to number your cars like that, you have 7,000, you have this, you, you begin to feel good. Oh, life is good. Everything is working. But what you don't know is that your life is also becoming to an end and you are dying. So instead of numbering your cars, number your days so you can see that you are dying. Number three, number your days because when you number your days, you discover that your life on earth is a contract. It's just a contract. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Job 7 verse 1. Is there not appointed time 
to man upon the earth are not his days also like the days of an hireling. His days is like somebody who has been hired. Today you'll be there, tomorrow he's gone. I saw a brother in church. I heard he was working at a very, very good place, good firm. And I said, wow, this is great. Next time I saw him, they said he was not working anymore. I said, why? He said, oh, what he was doing was a contract. It was just contract. So the time is up. Contract has expired. I said, wow, what a shock. I was just about to praise God and thank God, not knowing the thing was about to end. You see, so sometimes your life is like that. You think you are just there. It's going to be forever. But it's just a contract. It will be over. It will be over. You know, but as I was thinking about it, I realized that even some people, when they work at certain places on contract basis, after some time, they even like the way they are working. They decide to take them on. And then they get a job. But there are some people when they say, no, we don't want you here. So even in this life, maybe you are working, you are moving, God looks at you. Oh, I don't like the way you are working. So that's it. You have to go to hell. But sometimes you can work in a way God will like the way you are working and carry you on to eternal life and enjoy life with God. Number four, number your days because... When you number your days, you will understand that the day of your death is already determined. The day you are going to die is already decided. Yeah. So you need to begin to number your days. Ah. Job chapter 14, hmm. verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is of few days. Hmm. I said, this person, were you born of a woman? And then you are the one I'm talking to. You know, sometimes you read the thing, it's like it doesn't apply to you. So the Bible has to put it in a way that you will know that it's you. Man born of a woman. So ask the next person, are you born of a woman? And then you are the one we are talking to. Yeah. Solomon will say, under the sun. Under the sun means a we are say. So on the earth, it applies to you. You need to apply your heart to wisdom. Few days full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and then he's cut down. Cut down. It's gone. Verse 5 says, Seeing his days are determined and the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. When the time comes for you to die, my brother, it doesn't matter what you will die. You will go and hold your house and say, I'm not going here. You will go. No, 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 no. This is not the day. Today is not the day that I should die. I'm not ready yet. Come tomorrow. You will die. You will die. One man, he wanted to swerve death. He was in Nigeria. He was working with his master. As he was working, 
working with the master. One day the master was in the house. They sent him to the market. When he came back, he ran to the master. He was scared. He said, I'm going back to Ghana. I'm going back to Ghana. Why are you going back to Ghana? He said, when I went to the market, I saw death in the market. And I realized he wanted me to die. But I'm not ready to die. So I'm going to Ghana. So the the man, his boss, said, no. How can death do that to my servant? Let me go and face him. So he went to the market and saw death standing there. He said, death, what did you do to my servant that you have made him run away? Well, you are looking at him with a certain face. Then death said to the master, he said, no, when I saw him, I was surprised because he's supposed to die in Ghana today. So when I saw him in Nigeria, I was surprised that he was in Nigeria. So that's why I looked at him like that. The guy has run to his death. You cannot escape. When the time is for you to die, you may run, but you will still be there. You go for it. Sometimes when you see people die in a setting, you wonder, you see that the thing, you know, the person is just meant to go. Because whatever has been, we've done everything, but still, the person is going. You will take medicine, you will do exercise, you will do everything, but still, it's time to go. It's time now. Come. 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 Many people don't want to look at it that way. It is determined. The wisdom I will give to you today. Live your life as if you are going to die today. Did you hear me? Live your life as if you are going to die today. It will change the way. Now, if you thought that you were going to die this afternoon, what are the things you will need to correct in your life? What would you need to do? You will begin to change certain things. Because one man, when he was going to die, he was going around. He said, take me around. And he was counting the number of houses he has. Instead of counting the number of days, he was counting the houses. Hey, number five. Number your days because Jesus himself, he numbered his days when he was on this earth. Hey. He knew that his time was finished. Play something for me in the background. Place is very message is very hard. It is often atmosphere. Let's see. She said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. John 4 34. Then he said, I must work the works of him sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. John 9 verse 4. The night is coming, my brother. The night is coming, my sister. You thought the night will never come. But there's a night that is coming. There's a night that is coming where you cannot do anything. If you have anything to do, please do it now. Even Jesus said, 
the night is coming, I can't do anything. Let me do what I have to do. You may think you have forever. That rich fool in Luke chapter 12, Bible says that he said, my soul, relax, take your ease. He said, you have many goods up for many years. But what you don't know is that you don't have many years. Who told you you had many years? Is that the reason why you keep saying, tomorrow I'll go to Dubai, next week I'll go to Frankfurt, and then I'll come back to Hong Kong, and I will go here, and I'll do that. Because you think you have forever. The night will never come. The night is coming. The night is coming. The night is coming. When you go to certain countries, the night has come. The gospel can be preached there. There was a time Liberia was like that. The night had come in Liberia. It was just recently that a place was open. Healing Jesus campaign went there to preach the gospel. But I wonder who else is going to go there again. Night has come. For some people, night has come for you. You see, we are talking about salvation. But even the work of God, you may see that at a point, you can't do the work of God the way you should. Now that is day, give yourself. The night is coming. You cannot do anything. Number six, number your days because God does not want you to be deceived into thinking that you have more than more days than you actually do. God doesn't want you to think that you have more days than you actually do. John 4 verse 35 Say ye not there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. He said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They are white already. You are telling yourself, Oh, I have four more months. Who said so? God said to that man, Tonight, I'm going to require your soul of you. Tonight, I'm going to require your soul. Are you ready? Don't say I have more time. Sometimes people come to church and the altar call is made. Oh, next week I'll come back. But who said you can come back next week? I cannot guarantee that you will even be alive tomorrow. And finally, number your days because God wants you to be prepared for eternal judgment. There is judgment coming. We are going to be judged, each and every one of us. But the question is, are you ready? When you begin to number your days, you begin to realize that, hey, I'm falling short here. I need to work on this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to change certain things. When you begin to number your days, you realize that if God should come now, am I ready to meet him? If Jesus should come. Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. 
He said, and I will do thus to you. And because I will do thus, prepare to meet your God. Prepare. How prepared are you to meet God? In Matthew chapter 24, as I close, verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. He said, but of the day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. If we knew the day, we would do something, but we don't. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In the days of Noah, before the flood, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day came and they were surprised. What? But it was too late. Too late. The flood came and took everybody away. He said, they knew not that the Son of Man was coming. He says, two shall be in the field. One will be taken. One will be left. Two will be grinding. One will be taken. One will be left. A man and his wife will be lying in the bed. One will be taken. One will be left. Which one will be taken? Which one will be left? Watch therefore. For you know not what hour your Lord coming. But know this. If the good man of the house had known when the armed robber would come, he would have prepared. Therefore, he said, be ready. For you don't know when your time is coming. May we be ready for his coming. Stand to your feet. Let's close. Oh, yes. Jesus. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm away, oh, Lord, have your way in me, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I give you my soul, I live for you, I live for you. This is my desire. Oh, this is my 
to him begin to number your days tell the Lord fill me with wisdom may I apply my heart to wisdom oh yes oh yes if I were to die today what thing do I change in my life what do I need to work on if Jesus is coming right now what do I need to do am I ready to meet him just talk to God talk to God today you are not here by chance. God wanted you to be here, so you hear this message. Pray that you apply your heart to wisdom. Oh yes, there's a wisdom. There's a wisdom you can apply your heart to. There's a wisdom you can apply your heart to. Pray, pray, pray. Commit yourself to God. Tell the Lord, help me. Help me to number my days. Help me to number my days. Not my shoes, not my cars, not my money the things I have, but may I number my days. May I number my days. Oh Lord, teach me. Teach me, oh God. Teach me, oh God. Oh yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Right now with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. When the Bible says that teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. The wisdom that you need today is to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. That is the wisdom you need to escape all that is coming. To escape hell and to make it to heaven. Today God is giving you a chance. We cannot guarantee tomorrow. But we can guarantee today because we can see you. If you are here today, you can hear my voice. Jesus said, I'm standing at the door of your heart and I knock. Open the door and I will come in. Tomorrow may be too late. 
do it now. Today, every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. Wherever you are today, lift up your hand to the Lord and I'll pray with you. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand to the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Today's a day to be saved. Let it go up above your head. Oh yes, let it go up. God bless you. Don't be shy. Today, God is saving you. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hand at the back. I see your hand. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, I need you to do one more thing. Move out of your seat and come to me in front here. Come. Come all the way. Oh, come all the way. Why don't you put your hands together for them as they come? Come, my brother. Come. Come. Come, Jesus. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Come all the way. Come all the way. Keep clapping for them as they come. Come to Jesus. Come. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. brother hallelujah listen that's a very serious message we've heard today it says so that you can apply your heart to wisdom god is giving somebody an opportunity to be saved i want to do this one more time if you are there you know that you don't know jesus as lord and savior you want to say pastor i want to surrender my life to jesus I feel there are about two more people in there who must come. I don't know why you are not coming. But God is asking me to call you out. Come. 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 Who is the next person? Come quickly. God is calling you, my brother. Come. Run quickly to Jesus. Come. Run. Run. Run all the way. All the way. Come. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Are you coming, my brother? Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else coming? Run quickly. We are waiting for you. I see some people coming. Help them to come quickly. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. If you're coming, come quickly and join them. And I want you to pray after me. Let's all join them as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sin. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart and make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today. I will save you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Satan, I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus and I will save Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. 
You see our pastor standing there. He's going to talk to you. He'll give you a book by Bishop Dag. He's going to help you to serve God and walk with God. Amen. So please, follow him this way. Clap for them as they go. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, show your love. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Turn to the person standing next to you. Tell the person, number your days. Amen. Please be seated. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.